Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of Maven Chats, the number one podcast for witches, healers, and spiritual entrepreneurs. It's your host, Logan, and I'm so excited that you're back for another episode. It's a good one. So grab a cup of coffee or a hot tea and snuggle up because this one's going to rock your world. Hello, hello loves. Welcome back to another episode of Maven Chats. It's your girl, Logan, and I'm so excited for today's episode. It's like two of my favorite things on the face of the earth, and we're just like bringing them together in this beautiful synergetic harmony. And I know it's going to amplify your life so much. So I'm really, really excited. So let's just dive in. So I'm going to be sharing some content with you today from an article that I found online um, written by Savannah East. I will link it here in the show notes. I do not want to take credit for this. I, I tried to compile this myself and it just got really complicated. <laughs> it got really, really complicated. So what I was trying to do, our topic today is moon time magic, healing your monthly flow with crystals. So essentially crystals to help support you in each individual phase of your menstrual cycle of your unique energetic flow. And I originally wanted to curate this list of crystals to support you literally in each individual flow base, or excuse me, each individual phase of your flow based on what's happening, your hormone levels, kind of what's going on in the body. And the more research I did, the more complicated it got because there are so many crystals that can be used for every single different phase <laughs> of your flow. And, um, so it just got to be really, really complicated. So I was using this article as a resource anyway, and I was like, fuck it, fuck it. This article is literally everything that I want to say. So I'm just going to share and, you know, help another sister gain some exposure and, you know, just celebrate this woman and, you know, her ability to kind of curate all of this and, so yeah, that's what we're doing. I'm really excited. It's a, it's a super juicy article and it's especially good. Well, it's good for, you know, bleeding women anyway, but especially if you're someone who's ever struggled with, um, really aligning with your menstrual cycle. I know for me personally growing up, you know, I was so disconnected from my cycle and to be disconnected from our cycle is to be disconnected from the body and to be disconnected from, you know, what it really means to be a woman. And I was diagnosed, um, at 13 years old with PMDD and immediately put on hormonal birth control, um, which I have my personal opinions about hormonal birth control. I believe that it was, you know, something that, and still is something that's really, really promoted as this, thing that provides feminine liberation, but I personally believe it's something that just contributes to the further oppression of women by keeping us completely disconnected from our internal power. And, um, you know, I was always taught that birth control just tricks your body into thinking that it's pregnant. So you can't get pregnant. And what I'm recently learning um, as I'm preparing to teach sacral magic, which is my newest offering all about, you know, aligning with your unique rhythms and really learning about your body and learning how to support your body instead of, you know, working against it and creating all this tension and how to really leverage our unique experience as women to create massive amounts of overflow, both energetically and financially in our life. I'm learning that birth control actually shuts off all communication between the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland and the ovaries. So the ovaries literally go offline. And the, the thing that makes us 
different from men is non-existent. And while some people might think that's a good thing, I think it just serves to further oppress women and, you know, keep us in this dick shaped sized box instead of allowing us to really live in our unique experience and our, you know, unique power as feminine beings. So contrary to what you may believe, I'm not an advocate of, um, hormonal birth control, just because I think it does a lot more harm than good. And instead of advocating for birth control for all, I think we should be advocating for comprehensive sex and health education for women. So we understand how the body works. You know, I was never told that I could heal PMDD with, you know, some nutrition and some lifestyle changes. I was just told to medicate it. And at 13 years old, a girl's body is so deeply underdeveloped and we're putting these synthetic hormones in it. Like what are, what are the consequences of that down the line? You know, and I'm not saying any of this to shame anyone. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your body. I'm just illuminating possibly a different perspective on this matter. And, you know, my whole goal is to help women become, you know, wholly sovereign and powerful beings who are out there making waves in the world. And for some women, that means being on hormonal birth control. But for me, that means being completely in tune with my body and not having any part of myself asleep or offline, but instead being fully immersed in what it means to be a powerful as fuck woman. And, um, that looks like really tapping into the wisdom of my body and aligning with that wisdom instead of fighting against it, which all of that is what sacral magic is about. (laughs) Um, cycle syncing and learning more about my period was kind of my gateway drug into feminine leadership and feminine embodiment. And more than that, what gave me permission to love my body as it is, instead of thinking that it was broken in some way, because it doesn't align with mainstream societal standards, right? Our society, at least here in the U S and in many parts of the developed world is very, very much um, created to allow the masculine to thrive, right? It's, it's very much, it operates very much on this, the solar rhythm, the circadian rhythm, the 24 hour rhythm, instead of the lunar rhythm and the lunar, um, cycle, which is what women operate on. Men are solar beings. Women are lunar beings and men operate on the circadian rhythm. Obviously we do too. All beings operate on the solar circadian rhythm, but women also operate on this 28 day lunar rhythm where our brain chemistry changes like hour by hour based on our hormones and, you know, tapping into that and aligning with that and allowing that to inform my actions allowed me to create so much more ease in my life and in my business. It also just brought a greater sense of personal power because I understood what the fuck was going on with my body. You know, I wasn't confused all the time. I wasn't fighting against it all of the time. And it allowed me to really see my period, which (laughs) for the majority of my life, I had just seen as a massive cock block and an inconvenience. It allowed me to see it as a power source and, you know, something that does make me unique from a man. And I just, I don't know. I I experienced such a greater sense of self-confidence when I really allowed myself to embrace all of me, including my period. So 
I really wanted to share this, um, this information for anyone who is still struggling with their relationship with their cycle. You know, maybe you have, um, painful periods. Maybe you have really heavy periods. Maybe you suffer with PCOS or endometriosis, which all of that, by the way, is normal or excuse me, it's not normal, but it's common. And because it's common, it's become normal. And I just want to, before we dive into these, these crystals and all this crystal magic, I just want to, you know, advocate for you and encourage you to advocate for yourself. Don't buy into the belief that, you know, you can't heal your PCOS or your endometriosis or your this or your that, because there are women literally all over the world who are doing it and doing it in natural holistic ways without having to be on a pill for the rest of their life, without having to be literally plugged into and dependent on big pharma and, you know, all of that bullshit. That's another story for another episode, but there are ways to heal that, but it requires, it's, it's a, it requires a, a little bit more commitment than just taking a pill every day. And it also requires opening yourself up to something outside of Western medicine and, um, you know, being willing a great resource for any of this is woman code by Alyssa Vitti. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, but she was actually diagnosed with PCOS refused to believe that she would have to be on hormonal birth control for her entire life. And that it would be really, really hard for her to conceive. And instead she went on this quest to heal her shit naturally. And she fucking did it. And she put it all into this book called woman code. And it's really, really powerful. Um, So if you're looking for alternative options and, you know, if it's just not sitting well with you to think that there's only one fucking option, then begin to kind of open up and see different options, because I promise you they are out there. We have been conditioned and indoctrinated to believe that what our doctor says is what goes. And it's just not fucking true. It's just not fucking true. So I hope this episode, I I really, really hope that it opens you up to, to being more of an advocate for yourself and taking a greater level of responsibility of personal responsibility for, you know, your life, but also for your cycle and for, um, your unique experience of womanhood and deciding what the fuck do you want that to look like? So let's dive in to sharing all of this. I'm literally going to read just some of this article to you because it's so good. It's so good. So let's get started. The article opens with, if you're anything like me, then you have mixed feelings about your moon time or your menstrual cycle. So moon time and menstrual cycle will be used interchangeably here. And the energies that accompany that powerful time of the month, on one hand, you connect with this ancient culture that's, you know, that's kind of honored a woman's monthly bleed as a sacred time for deep introspection, rest, and reconnection. And on the other hand, headaches, emotional instability, irritability, sweets, cravings, and a bloated belly create less than a desirable physical environment for tuning into your inner wisdom and celebrating your womanhood, right? So the physical manifestations of our cycle can be a little inconvenient for sure. (laughs) But you also realize that the more you develop a relationship with your cycle and all of your hormonal, emotional, spiritual, and elevated energies that go along with it, the more in tune your body becomes with the creation that arises during that time, right? Each month you are given a magical opportunity to naturally increase your senses and psychic abilities, dream more vividly, reflect, manifest and go really, really deep. And from that space, take inspired action on your life throughout the next month, your cycle, our cycles are just the most beautiful opportunity to really align with the natural rhythms and manifest things more effortlessly. 
And this is me just talking. This isn't from the article, but I was listening to a podcast episode the other day that was all about this. And during our bleed, so when we're actually physically bleeding and releasing as women during the menstrual phase of our cycle, the two hemispheres of our brain actually communicate more clearly and more effectively than any other time of the month and than any other human being on the planet. So we have this greater depth of understanding and it's why our period and like the physical bleed phase of our, of our cycle is a time of introspection and a time of getting quiet and a time of going within because physiologically speaking, our brain is literally equipped to do that. (laughs) So it's, it's so much more than just a bleed. You guys, there's so much magic and so much power behind this. Okay. Back to the article, (laughs) stopping and slowing down, taking the opportunity to slow down, to listen, to nurture and embrace your cycle connects you to your inner magic and your divine feminine creativity, taking cues from the symptoms that you're experiencing and connecting with your inner wisdom will also allow you to heal and address your relationship with your cycle. So like I was saying, heavy periods, um, painful periods, PCOS, endometriosis, PMDD, all of these things are common, but they're not normal. And if we take these as our body's way of communicating something deeper with us, then it becomes, it becomes what, what I'm, I'm learning and what I'm calling body literacy. We become body literate. We begin to learn to read the body and to see these symptoms, not as inconveniences, but rather feedback. It's your body's only way of communicating with you. And if your only response is to medicate it, to bandage the issue, then the issue just persists and it potentially gets worse, right? So we, we need to learn how to take in this wisdom that our body is communicating with us and actually take action on it. So is your body urging you to find a quiet space, to meditate, to write, to take time to just be? Or is she preparing you for an important transition in your life? Does she want you to nourish her, you know, in a a specific way with more natural balanced foods? Does she want to connect with, you know, the planting of seeds, fertilization, implantation of a new baby, literally preparing for pregnancy or figuratively creating a new idea or a project? If anything, having the opportunity to check in with yourself during a time when your senses are magnified will deepen your self-awareness and practice of intentional living. So it's huge guys. It's so huge. And creating rituals during your moon time is a beautiful practice to live by giving yourself beauty treatments, self-massage going with the flow and eating deeply nourishing foods are all lovely ways to honor yourself with intention and ease with less desirable symptoms that some of us experience every month, right? So also connecting your menstrual cycle to the lunation cycles, the moon cycles is an amazingly powerful practice. And if you are currently on hormonal birth control, so you don't have a quote unquote normal bleed, maybe you have no bleed at all, but this is speaking to you and you want to to kind of begin feeling into this, then I would encourage you to align with the lunar cycle because the lunar cycle exactly mirrors our menstrual cycle. And this is something that I'm going to be going in depth with in sacral magic and explaining how to do that. And also talking about the foods to nourish your body during each phase of your cycle and talking about what types of exercise really support your body during each phase. And, you know, even aligning it with your business actions. So it's, it's such a beautiful way to inform our actions and the way we live day to day. 
Did you know that the word menstruation is etymologically, that's a word, is etymologically related to moon? The terms menstruation and menses are derived from the Latin mensis, which means month, which in turn relates relates to the Greek mean, which means moon, and to the roots of the English words month and moon. Physically and energetically, our bodies are typically in tune with the moon from the menstrual phase. The new moon is associated with the menstrual phase, the actual physical bleed. So think of day one of your physical bleed as the day of the new moon. And this is a time to plant seeds, which then is followed by the follicular phase or the waxing phase of the moon. Um, So this is associated with really taking action which then leads into the ovulation phase, which ovulation is associated with the full moon. And this is a time for communication and collaboration. And then lastly, into the luteal phase, which is the waning mood and a time to stay focused with completing tasks. So like I said, the lunation cycle and the menstrual cycle go hand in hand. So if you don't have a physical bleed right now, then that's definitely something you can look into to begin to align with some of these more feminine energetics. Crystal healing is by far my favorite moon time ritual for easing discomfort, rejuvenating the sacral and solar plexus chakras, and then clearing mood swings and creating a a relaxing sacred space. And in sacral magic, we're also going to go deep into blood rituals and moon rituals and things like that to support your body and to honor your body during each phase. So if that's something, if you love ritual, like I do, (laughs) then definitely check out sacral magic because we're going to go deep with that. Okay. So now let's talk about seven powerful crystals to help you during your moon time to kind of support you and the different phases that you experience. Okay. So before we dive into the seven crystals, let's just briefly talk about the the four phases of your menstrual cycle. The first one, like I said, is the menstrual phase. This is the physical bleed. So your actual period. Okay. And it's associated with low energy, with fatigue, lethargy, and it's a time for introspection, right? It's a time when the both hemispheres of our brain are communicating really, really clearly. So we have lots and lots of intuitive depth, um, And it's just a time to get quiet and, you know, estrogen and progesterone are also at their most low points. So like I said, our energy level is really low. So fatigue is common. Lethargy is common, which is what makes this such a great time for that introspective work. After the menstrual phase, we go into the follicular phase. Um, And this is a time where we're feeling more creative. We're feeling a little bit more active. We're feeling curious and open-minded as those hormones begin to go back up, right. And kind of increase. After follicular is ovulation. And this is a time to feel sensual, very communicative, collaborative, optimistic. Um, Obviously ovulation is the time when fertilization can happen. So we're kind of feeling ourselves. We're feeling good. We're feeling great. Right. So it's a great, great time for communication and collaboration. And then the last phase is the luteal phase. And this is a time to get focused. Your energy is beginning to lower it. Your, your hormones peak at ovulation. So progesterone and estrogen peak during ovulation. And then after ovulation, assuming there's no implantation and fertilization, those hormones begin to drop back down. So hormone levels kind of decrease, energy levels decrease um, at the beginning of the luteal phase, moving in, or excuse me, at the middle to end of the luteal phase, moving into the menstrual phase. And this is when we can experience things like irritability, some cramping, some bloating, some cravings, 
um, stuff like that. So it's just a great time to, to begin the process of really deeply nourishing the body as we move into the physical bleed yet again. So I'm going to share these seven different crystals and then kind of speak into which phases I would intuitively use them to support. Okay. So the first one is citrine. Citrine is um, useful for aiding in menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes. So if you're in that phase of your life and you're beginning to experience maybe some premenopausal symptoms or you're full on menopause, then citrine is a great crystal for that. It's also beneficial for PMS, for balancing out hormones and alleviating fatigue. So for that reason, I would really recommend using citrine during the luteal phase and then during the actual menstrual phase. Um, and this article suggests making a citrine gem essence by holding a piece of cleansed citrine in your hand and setting an intention, placing it at the bottom of a glass container, adding purified water and allowing it to charge, um, outside for a few hours in the sunlight or the moonlight, and then use by placing drops on your body, mixing it into moisturizers, bathing in it, drinking it, whatever you want to do. So really just using it to infuse, um, water and then kind of ingesting the properties of the crystal. Now, I also know Chris, uh, citrine is really great for um, confidence and for creativity as well. So I would suggest using citrine basically in all phases of your cycle. It's one of those that can be supportive in all of the different phases, depending on what you're experiencing. So, um, you know, it's great for PMS, like it says, great for hormone balancing, great for alleviating fatigue, but it's also great for enhancing your creativity, which would be helpful during the follicular phase. Um, it's also great for confidence, which would be helpful during the ovulation phase to just amplify that even more. Um, so literally citrine is a catch-all <laughs> just to have one, keep it near you. It's a highly feminine crystal that enhances, um, all of feminine magic. Next we have moonstone. Moonstone is helpful for eliminating water retention and regulating your monthly cycle. It's an excellent stone for pr promoting conception. And also it brings about a calm energy and alleviate and elevated mood. So keep moonstone on you or your bedside um, at night during your moon time. So I would suggest because it alleviates water retention, um, and helps regulate your cycle. I would say definitely use this during the luteal phase, that final phase before you move into your menstrual phase. So like the quote unquote pre like the PMS, um, window to, because that tends to be when we experience the water retention because of what's going on with our body. Right. So definitely using it in the luteal phase and then also using it in ovulation if you're wanting to conceive, because it says it helps promote conception um, and to bring a calm energy and an elevated mood or mood, excuse me, which are definitely things you want to embody if you're trying to conceive. Right. So moonstone, I would suggest for the luteal phase and for the ovulation phase. Next, we have rose quartz, which again is going to be one of those catch-all. Okay. So it clears the mind. Um, it brings about a sense of relief. It eases pain. It's the ultimate stone for enhanced self-love. Um, it's great to sleep with it, carry it in your bra, rub it on the affected area. Rose quartz yoni eggs are also an amazing stone to incorporate into your self-love practice and infuse your womb area with love and revitalization before and after your cycle. So again, rose quartz, in my opinion, is just like citrine. You can use it during all four phases. Um, and this reference to yoni eggs, if you're not familiar with that concept, picture an, an egg, like an actual egg in your mind, but it's made out of crystal. Um, you can get them made out of, you know, any safe crystal. That's obviously not water soluble and <laughs> things like that. Rose quartz is a really common, um, crystal for yoni eggs. So is jade and obsidian just really, really, 
um, solid crystals. You obviously, you know, we wouldn't want to put, you wouldn't want to use a, a yoni egg made out of selenite. <laughs> selenite is known to be water soluble and that would not be safe. Um, but what you do with these is you actually insert them into the yoni, into the, the opening of the vaginal opening. And um, you just kind of hold them in there the same way you would like stop the flow of urine and you hold the yoni egg in there. And the idea is that you're putting the, um, the frequencies, the vibrations, the essence of that crystal directly into your yoni, directly into your womb space. This is incredible for trauma healing. If you've experienced sexual assault trauma or any kind of sexual trauma, um, even labor and delivery creates a lot of trauma in that space, especially if it's a traumatic birth, um, yoni egg, yoni eggs and yoni wands. So a yoni wand is essentially a dildo that's made out of crystal. Um, but the same concept is there using the, the essence of the crystal, the crystal vibration to create a healing experience, um, within the sexual organs and, and the reproductive space. So it's super, super powerful. Um, and rose quartz is a great one to do, um, a yoni egg ritual with. <clears throat> okay. Next up is malachite. Malachite eases menstrual cramps and abdominal pain, bloating, irritability, elevated emotions, things like that. It also helps to regulate your monthly cycle and aids in efforts to become more fertile or pregnant. Rub a tumbled malachite stone on your abdomen. So obviously malachite is going to be great for premenstrual. So the luteal phase for, you know, cramps, abdominal pain, bloating, irritability, elevated emotions, things like that. Um, if you experience those symptoms moving into the menstrual phase then also using malachite during the menstrual phase is great. And then also in the ovulation phase, because it's said to be good for fertility and for conception. So, um, basically all of the phases, except for follicular, <laughs> uh, malachite is great for. Next, we have bloodstone. Bloodstone has the ability to neutralize toxins in the body and cleanses the blood and spleen. It can aid in blood disorders like anemia and heavy menses, or menses is another word for menstruation. It revitalizes your body and mind. Making an elixir is ideal with bloodstone. So I would almost... I don't know that I would say use bloodstone the whole time, but I, I also kind of want to recommend using it the whole time just to help with the neutralization of toxins because your body is essentially like when you're bleeding during the actual menstrual phase of your cycle, your body is releasing toxins that have built up in the blood that has built up in the uterus over the course of an entire month. All right. So from that standpoint, we definitely want to use bloodstone during the, the physical bleed and the menstruation phase to help neutralize those toxins and cleanse the body. But at the same time, I can see how it would be helpful to keep bloodstone on you all the time. So you're constantly helping to neutralize those toxins as they build up in your uterus. Um, so maybe keep bloodstone on hand all the time. <laughs> so citrine, rose quartz, and bloodstone are catch-alls for menstruation support. Next, we have carnelian. It's an effective stone for all female reproductive issues, including regulating menstrual flow, easing period cramps, calming tempers, treating infertility, and it helps women of all ages to value and respect their life-making ability. Carry carnelian in both pockets. <laughs> carnelian is another one. Use it all the time. It's also great for confidence and creativity, just like um, citrine is. 
So I would say always have carnelian on you. And then lastly is amethyst and amethyst boosts hormone production, um, relieves tension, alleviates headaches, reduces bloating and helps to regulate your cycle. It's a bedtime stone, which can help you connect with the moon's energy, place amethyst by your bedside under your pillow, or place it directly in the area of physical pain. I am intuitively suggesting amethyst for the luteal and menstrual phases, just because I, it's a soothing crystal. It's a calming crystal. It's a crystal that helps you connect more deeply with yourself and with your intuition. Um, all of which become more and more important during those two phases. So amethyst would be luteal and menstrual. And the last little nugget. So those are all three. Those are all seven of the crystals, right? So citrine, moonstone, rose quartz, malachite, bloodstone, carnelian, and amethyst. Um, and through crystal healing and practicing intentional rituals during your moon time, you'll tune into the sacredness of your cycle. Forget about the quote unquote inconvenience of it and grow to appreciate the deep healing and spiritual connection with yourself. I as someone who, you know, has been in the space, I never really hated my period, but I wasn't taught to celebrate it. And it took me more than a year to tell my mom that I'd started it because I was so embarrassed. I had so much shame around starting my period. And because of that, I just, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want anybody to know. So I kept it to myself and I, you know, made these homemade pads out of toilet paper and I would shove them in my underwear and you know, that experience versus the experience of, I don't even want to say our ancestors, because there's still some modern day cultures here in the U S that really, really honor, um, when a girl has her first period and, you know, what that really means and seeing it as a rite of passage and an initiation for a woman and, you know, seeing it as something that's sacred and seeing the body temple as sacred and seeing, you know, having the reverence for the bleed, um, is such a different experience. And it's something that I hope to give my daughters. I have three daughters. Um, but it's also something that I hope to kind of share with you here, you know, because your period's not gross. Your period's not an inconvenience. Your period's not something that makes you weak or different or, you know, somehow innately bad or, or whatever, you know, not so fun, not so great association you have with your period. It's a source of your innate power as a woman. And it's literally your, your ability to create life out of nothing, right? We, as women have the ability to create life, to create life, to birth life, and to then nurture life out of seemingly nothing. And it's, it's so powerful. And I fully believe that when we replace the reverence of what it means to be a woman, we reinstill that, right? We, we restore the reverence of the mother, the, the reverence of the crone, the, the reverence of the maiden and of the priestess and of all of these different feminine archetypes. When we restore the reverence of the, of the feminine, that's when we all begin to heal because for so long, our society has been so deeply disconnected. The masculine and the feminine have been disconnected. And that's why, you know, war has been able to run rampant and hatred and separation and all of these things that we see as problematic in our society. And we, we typically label it as toxic masculinity and it is, it's toxic masculinity. It's the patriarchy, but it's not it's not because men are bad. It's because that masculinity has not been regulated by femininity, right? The two, and, and this is, you know, this doesn't mean anything about men or women. This is all energy, all things, all living things. It's the law of gender, the law of the universe of gender. Everything has masculine and feminine energy. 
And our society has gone centuries operating solely in the masculine unchecked by the feminine because the feminine has been driven out starting as early as, you know, witch hunts and, and shit like that. When women were literally killed for being feminine and for tapping into this wisdom. Um, so the masculine has gone unchecked by the feminine, which is what has allowed for all of this chaos to fucking happen (laughs) in our society. And so when we reclaim this connection to the feminine, It is this massive wave of healing, not just for ourselves, but for the collective, everyone as a whole, creating a safer world for our children and our grandchildren. It's huge. So it's not just about you healing your relationship with your period and learning to not see it as a convenience. No, it's, it's restoring the, 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 the place, the rightful place of the sacred feminine beside the sacred masculine and allowing the two to coexist and to ultimately create the harmony that allows civilizations to thrive. So if this is interesting to you, then follow along with me for the next little bit here on Instagram or not here on Instagram, but over on Instagram, because a lot of my content is going to center around this as I'm working on you know, filling this sacral magic container. I'm calling in 13 women, um, for this container. And if this episode is speaking to you, then I definitely encourage you check it out. Um, I have lots of flexible payment, um, payment plans, and, um, it's just going to be a really, really magical space to be in, um, where we're going to talk about obviously like the physiological and the biological process of having a menstrual cycle, but then also the energetics and spirituality that go hand in hand with it. And that really allow for that ultimate deeper healing. So I'm really excited for it. Feel free to shoot me a DM. If this is speaking to you, if you have questions, um, I'll drop the link to the sacral magic sales page here in the show notes, and you can check that out too. Um, but yeah, I would love to see you inside that container. If this is calling to you and let me know, what was your opinion on this episode? Are you going to run out and grab some crystals to help support your, your cycle now? Like, what are you going to do? I'm so excited. So I love you. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me and make sure you come back on Thursday. I have an awesome episode with a kick-ass guest. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. So um, definitely make sure come back on Thursday and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.